Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of the Western Pennsylvania Game Changers, where we talk about charities that are doing great things in Western Pennsylvania and beyond, and how we as volunteers can help them. But we got a special podcast for you tonight. I'm Chris Oak, former defensive lineman with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and with me are my co-hosts, Lisa Mitchell and Tim Campbell, and I am so grateful to have you both with me tonight. How are you both doing? So good. Absolutely fine here, too. Fantastic. I'll tell you. I know that you, those listening can't see us. We're on Zoom here, and you can hear us, um, but I'll tell you what. Those two have never looked better. They look wonderful tonight, and so it's great to have them with us. I can't wait to hear what they have to say, um, but tonight on this episode, we are going to talk about something special. We are extremely excited tonight to be joined by Roberta Shuley. Roberta Shuley is our 2020 super volunteer. Roberta is a graduate of Penn State University with a nursing degree. She also is a graduate of Carnegie Mellon University with a public administration master's. Let me tell you something. I don't even have the skills to step on campus at Carnegie Mellon University. She is a graduate of the master's program of public administration. That, that, that's tremendous. Um, Roberta also op- has a family that operates a fourth generation business. It's called Mikush Home Appliance Center, and that is located in Ambridge. Let me tell you a little bit more about our super volunteer. She also leads a group called the Committee to Clean and Beautify Ambridge. And what they do is they determine how to clean and beautify Ambridge, Pennsylvania. She's also on the board of the Ambridge Historic District Economic Development Corporation. She also, this is awesome, I love this. She has a son who served in the military in the U.S. Army as an 18 Delta Special Forces Combat Medic, okay? He served in the U.S. Army and he was injured by an IED. He came home and received a tremendous amount of love and support from the Ambridge community and the surrounding communities. And as a way to give back to those who supported her son and her family, she formed a company called Patriot Provisions. Now, Patriot Provisions sells beef jerky and other snacks. And all the proceeds from the sales of those snacks go to an organization called Special Forces Foundation. Tremendous. She's also very active in her church and she has been instrumental in developing the youth program. So without further ado, and without pouring on too much praise and love for our esteemed guest tonight, our 2020 super volunteer, Roberta. How are you, Roberta? I am great, and thank you for that. your kind words with that uh, generous uh, introduction. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. So I know you've been you've been to a lot of events, right? Have you ever received an introduction like that? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> I'll tell you. You've I'll, done your I, homework. I, I, I did my homework. And I'll tell you, what, we, have, we have a great producer who provides the information for us. And that's every good podcast and every good program has a great producer. And ours is named, his name's Shinbone. <laughs> so, so Roberta, you've done all these wonderful things right? You, you, you've worked so hard. What 
is inside of you that makes you want to serve continually and give back to the community? So the fact that I serve, and I never really looked at it as volunteering, but I look at it as serving. You find a passion that is yours, your gift from God, or your ability to be a presence for someone else, and use your talents to do good. So I I grew up in that fashion, in that vein, where I never looked at it as volunteering. Our family never looked at it as volunteering. It was really serving others. I love that. Did you have a mentor? Did you have a father or mother or a close friend who you looked up to and and, and they did exactly what you're doing now and what's really instilled inside of you to desire to serve others? Um, I would say that definitely my father led by example. Um, In our family uh, appliance business, we almost always had some employees who were difficult to hire. My father would bring them in and teach them and uh, hope to make their lives better. (laughs) And um, also my middle brother was very involved in the community. There's there were many years difference between my oldest two brothers and myself, 15 and 12 years older than me. And my middle brother was very involved in the revitalization of a, our mill, you know, our Ambridge is a mill town. He was very involved in the rotary. And um, I just always saw him volunteering, which I never really sure. considered it volunteering. Yeah. So yeah, you had these great examples around you uh, of service and how to get back to you. Now, why Ambridge? Were you raised in Ambridge? Is that where you were? Um, your parents were raised? Tell us why Ambridge. So Ambridge, um, none of us were born in the town itself, but we were born in an adjacent town, all part of the same school district. So when we okay. say where we're from, we say we're from Ambridge because that's, you know, where. Sure. Our, our business is, where our schools are, et cetera. Um, and, you know, I lived away from home, not far in the North Hills. And when I decided to move back to the area, I just became more involved in, in, the, in the town. I, raising three children was, took all of my energy. In graduate school and working, you know, there wasn't any time for anything else. Once they became you know, young adults or high schoolers, I had excess capacity. (laughs) And I'm like, what am I going to do with all of this energy that I have, you know? And, um, you know, that's how we started to do things in the community. So one of the things that I was intrigued by, and then I'm going to ask my my wonderful uh, co-host to to chime in here, but one of the things I was intrigued by is the historical, um, the, uh, the historical community of Ambridge, what are some of the things you've done in Ambridge as, as you know, through that organization and, and through being part of that board? So in the historical district, um, it's an economic development board. And so we look for opportunities to bring new businesses into the town or to make existing businesses more successful. So we've had events that bring people into town and therefore they shop at the local antique stores or the log cabin or old economy village. So um, that's the type of economic development that we have done. Um, We've also have an annual beer and wine event 
uh-huh. where it's homemade uh, wine and homebrew beer. We just have a tasting and we raise money and the money goes back into the businesses. So if somebody wants to put up a new sign that would enhance their business, we give them grant monies to do that. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. It's that type of, you know, uh, getting people into the town and um, as well as most recently, which is why I know the missionaries, um, the board was gifted a house. Um, it's one of the first homes in Ambridge, so it dates back to the 1820s. The home was gifted to the historic district and it's in terrible shape. It's not habitable. And um, we are demoing the inside, taking it back to the way it looked in the 1820s. And um, that's our biggest project. And we hope to complete that in the next couple of years uh, in time for a bicentennial celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. So one one thought you just spurred with that, you're talking about raising funds. Something happened during this pandemic where there was a fundraiser that took place every year, right? And because of the pandemic, that fundraiser that had baked goods and were sold at an event could not be held. And that was those funds that were raised at that event, right, helped Ambridge in one way or another. And so you found a way in a pandemic world to organize a socially distanced health and safe fundraiser to raise funds. That's am, I, am, I on, am I on to something? You are. You are. It started off almost as a, gee, what can we do? Um, our church festival typically happened every year, and a lot of women like myself would bake. And, and you know, it was your time to show your best baked yeah. goods and sell those items for the church. And, um, I just on a lark on my own little Facebook page said, would anybody be interested if we had some people bake uh, and sold it online? And um, as soon as there was interest, we posted pictures of what we were going to sell. And literally in a few hours, we had to say we were sold out because it was far outpaced what two people could bake. I'll tell you what, I'm sure your church was so grateful for that. Oh, yes. Sure. Roberta, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I see a pattern here from what just what you've told us so far. You know, uh, loss of revenue from a church festival. Um, therefore, we will do a bake sale, get innovated in how we do it. Um, injured soldier uh, brought, brought close to your heart with an injured son and uh, Special Forces Foundation. I see. Um, oh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Street sweeper broke. I think one of your family members uh, acknowledged that. So out of that translate the the committee to uh, clean and beautify Ambridge. You know, but I, I see a pattern. It's kind of unfolding here. You know, there's there's a need that's identified. And then you kind of inventory your talents. Light bulb goes off in your head. You you're doing an inventory of of of, uh, of the folks around you and the, the the resources that are available to you. And then you do the most important thing. You do it. You do it. And my father taught me a long time ago. He said, "Tim, if you want to get something done, you ask a busy person." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. That's great you advice, know. Tim. Actually. It is. It's awesome advice. I just want to know, how do you translate, you know, that energy and put it into, into play? You know, what, what makes, Chris said it before too, what makes you tick? What is your, 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 uh, your form thrust? 
So I, I think it goes back to, you know, the way I was raised where my dad would say, if you identify an issue or a concern or something that needed done, he's like, well, what are you going to do to be part of the solution? And that is something that stays with me till today. And I think my children would echo that, you know, if you're going to identify something that is a need or a complaint or something else, what are you going to do to be part of the solution? And um, that certainly was part of my, you know, being a hospital administrator, you're tasked with challenges every day, how to be creative to solve those challenge challenges. Uh, how do you innovate in healthcare is the same way you innovate in your community. You look for different ways to get to the end point and um, you look around you to see who do you have that has talent in addition to yourself that could be tapped to get to that end point. So it, it really kind of harkens back to the statement, if not me, you know, who, if not now, when, when, but, but again, what advice would you have, especially for like a, a lot of our young listeners on how do you put that into gear? I mean, I think we're all wired. We all want to help. We, we want to be able to, we're social creatures. We want to go ahead and help others out. But what makes that difference? What, what pushes that, that, that one little, little thing, that little extra step, that extra effort, you know, what advice would you have for them? You know, I would ask, I would, in, I would suggest to people to look inside themselves and say, what do they have that would be beneficial to their community or to a person in need? Uh, what do they bring to the table? And to take that first step, it, as difficult as it may be for someone, is to just do it. Nike, just do it. Yeah, and you and the internal satisfaction that you get from making somebody else's day better or making something else prettier or you know giving of yourself becomes um, a flywheel. You give and you feel that intrinsic um, satisfaction. And the byproduct is you know you get to meet a whole lot of really good people with your same value system yeah. and. Those values, when you're with people that share your values, it, you're unstoppable. Yeah. Roberta, it makes me think of a, a quote I heard one time. And you said, just do it. Just get started. Right. And a lot of people wait to say, and they say, oh, I, I just I need to learn a little more or I need to get a little wiser. Right. And, and one thing that's always resonated in my mind and really has stuck with me is a quote I heard is you don't have to be great to get started but you have to start to be great, right? And Absolutely. Do great Absolutely. I mean, until somebody, you know, has that confidence or doesn't overanalyze something, just, you know, reach forward, just, just yeah, do yeah. it. And yeah, um, yeah. it becomes, I think, a self-fulfilling prophecy where, you know, people do reach out and they do, get something back from it. It's a byproduct of whatever it is that they've done. Yeah. Um, and that becomes its own motivation, I think. Yeah. 
Roberta, when you were talking about how you were raising your kids and how you, you know, you finally found yourself with a little more time to serve, that's, I'm kind of like on the cusp of that. I have one daughter in college, another one going to graduate this year and go off to college. And then I have two more at home and I'm finding myself with a little more free time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when we do these interviews, I think, oh, I want to do this with this organization or I want to go here. I want to do this. And one of them I'm working with now. And then I try to pick up little kind of extra side not side jobs, but, you know, side gigs with these other organizations because I love it. And so that gave me hope when you said that you found a little more time to go do that, you know, the older your kids got. So that makes me feel better because I, I wish I had more time to do it as well because I'm so inspired after these podcasts and I'm like, I'm going to go do that. But then I have to have a little reality check and I have to work and make sure my kids know who I am. And <laughs> so I love that. One thing I wanted to ask you about was you um, serving with the youth in your in your um, congregation. Tell me a little bit more about that and your church as well. My I have the opportunity to work with the youth in our um, in our congregation right now, and I love it. It is so awesome. It is so hard to not be with them because of COVID. It's lovely to see them virtually, but I miss being with them. So tell me a little bit about your church and about you working with the youth. So, you know, you want to raise people to take our place. You know, what happens when we are no longer here? What will the next generation bring to the table? And what a friend of mine and I saw in our own congregation was there was, you know, a dearth of programs. Nothing was happening for the youth. Everything was focused on other things. Uh, all activities. And so we, you know, picked up the uh, torch and started a vacation Bible school for something to keep kids out of the streets in the summer and into somewhere safe. And um, um, we include uh, as part of that vacation Bible school or, uh, you know, a service, a mass that happens and their families are invited and we have a cookie social kind of thing. So we tried to bring the generations together around um, a good uh, faith-based mission. So Vacation Bible School was one of those things that, um, you know, we started many years ago. And as the years progressed, some of those students who were our students then became volunteers with Vacation Bible School. And that's when you feel a sense of accomplishment. And I think that's, again, what brings you back to to continuing to give and to continue to reach out because you get some satisfaction as a result of that. Um, we do blanket ministry, so we teach um, young people how to crochet or knit. I don't do the knitting, but um, to do blankets <laughs> for baptisms or shut-ins and things like that. Um, and we have a little events around the religious holidays. So it might be, you know, an Easter egg hunt, but yes, you know, we also talk about, you know, what Easter is. And if it's Christmas with St. Nick, we talk a little bit about, you know, St. Nicholas and what he did and, and those kinds of things to make it age appropriate. But again, those students, as they mature, they come back and help us. I hardly do anything with vacation Bible school now because it, you know, it's being managed by the next generation. 
That's perfect. That's what you want. You want to raise those future leaders so that the things that you teach will continue generationally. Right. It's no different than your family where you're trying to impart traditions or values to your own family, only it's a bigger family, much bigger family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you did um, the Vacation Bible School with like fun, faith-based and a little Mm -hmm. treat. I always think a little treat can kind of go a long way to get to get them there. (laughs) Absolutely. It gets me there. It gets me there. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Roberta, there is there is one thing that we that Chris touched on in the earlier part of the podcast, which was really meaningful. Um, And I guess reference to your son and, and being being, having some injuries that he sustained in Afghanistan. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the, the Special Forces Foundations, especially like Patriot uh, Provisions Gives Back? Tell us a little bit more about that, how, how it came to fruition and, and, and what's involved with it. Well, thank you for asking that question. Um, it is a project near and dear to our heart. When my son was injured uh, in 2018 in Afghanistan, and he went directly from Afghanistan to Germany to have stabilization surgery and then to Walter Reed. So while we were at Walter Reed for a long time um, and during his recovery, we're thinking, okay, what's next? And you know, what's he going to do next? And um, what are we going to do um, to help him, and uh, we were just totally blown away by the number of organizations that step up and help wounded warriors and their families during that period of time, and there are many of them. There are many organizations that do that. Because he is a Special Forces combat medic, the Special Forces Foundation people were very helpful to us. And we have a lot of time when we were in Walter Reed and we're thinking about, well, how can we give back to them? Because they've been so generous with us and we're only one one family. They're doing this all the time. And um, my son said, well, you know, maybe we can develop something we can sell online and we can, you know, donate the proceeds. So beef jerky was something we always looked for whenever he was deployed to send. And we, you know, had, we tried many different varieties and um, that in Walter Reed, we came up with the name, the product, and a little bit about how we were going to manage things. And that gave me purpose for many hours while I was there. Um, and it gave us something to talk about. And um, it certainly is an honorable um, uh, mission to give back to the Special Forces Foundation. So we launched a company. We found um, a co-packer that um, helps us with our beef jerky. And uh, we launched in the winter of 2018. And we have some retail locations uh, locally a couple of do-it-best hardware stores, uh, one in Ambridge and one in Hampton, sell our product. We have an online presence at uh, um, patriotprovisionsgivesback.com. And uh, we also sell in a couple of shop and saves in Ambridge, Rochester, and Chippewa. Those are our retail locations. And every quarter, we write a check um, to the Special Forces Foundation um, but we vowed we needed to help give back to them. 
And that's, that's how it came to be. It was just, you know, you have a lot of time when you're uh, recovering and uh, looking forward to next steps. But boy, I zeroed right in when you said found purpose, because, you know, how often is it we really find out ourselves, our purpose, where we're engaged in this by losing ourselves in service to others? You know, it sounds like that's you took a, a tragic, a tragic event in your son's life, your life, and and you made something good out of it. You grew through the experience and you helped others. That's beautiful. That's Christ like service. And, you know, you're when you were saying that taking something and making it positive, my words of my father were echoing in my in my uh, mind because that's that's what we did. You know, we had adversity. You didn't just become a victim. You took charge and you led and you became part of the solution. I like that. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Absolutely. And I think sometimes as as a mom, and I I don't know if this crossed your mind during the whole thing, when you see your child injured or hurt, you want to do anything you can to help. And sometimes you just have all this extra energy and anxiety and worry. And so you put that into action to something that could probably help during those moments of, you know, these are touch and go, what can I do? You, you know, and so that's, I don't know, that's kind of where my mind went with that, because that's certainly, I would need an out for those feelings if that was, you know, one of my children. Lisa, you articulated that very well. That's exactly what happened because you had excess hours and waiting for the next therapy or waiting for the next diagnosis or whatever. And this was able to, you know, take your mind away from that and put it into something positive that would be tangible and, um, you know, something to be proud of as well. Roberta, I want to make sure that we we highlight um, where this beef jerky is sold, this special beef jerky that um, the proceeds of those sales and those sna- and the snacks go to um, this the foundation, the Special Forces Foundation. So PatriotsProvisionsGivesBack.com is where our listeners can go online and purchase this beef jerky. And then there were two hardware stores that you mentioned. What were yes. those two hardware stores? Yes, they're, it's called Do It Best Hardware. And there's a branch in Ambridge and one in Hampton. Mm-hmm. And they sell our uh, beef jerky. And uh, shop and save uh, supermarkets, Ambridge, Rochester, and Chippewa. Roberta, thank you. And, you know, you've talked a lot about the satisfaction you get from doing this. Describe to us what you feel when you serve. Certainly. So for me, um, when I am able to take something that has a need or has a, uh, a requirement that is not being met, and I can fulfill that need because of whatever talent I have or whatever hard work I have or whatever my strength is, to give that and, and see a positive change as a result, it just makes you look and you know at yourself in the mirror and say, I accomplished something beyond myself for the good of the greater good. And that to me is, um, you know, what makes, you know, what makes it happen. Uh, I feel good when I go to bed at night and I think I reflect on my day and I see, you know, what I didn't do so well for sure. And I think I want to do better tomorrow, 
but also a sense of accomplishment about, you know, I did do something that if I weren't there, it wouldn't have happened. Absolutely. We, we are just, Roberta, um, so grateful. As we close, is there something you'd like to share? Is there something that's on your heart that you would like to, to share with our listeners as we close? You know, when we, before we started to tape and the missionaries came to my front door and had that gift for me, I would have never expected that. And that, to me, is what makes service so valuable. They've touched my life. And in reciprocity, I touched theirs without even knowing. Yeah. And uh, that, that meant the world to me. Um, I, I think, you know, if I could inspire someone to think beyond themselves and think what they have to offer, that without them, that person, that place, that organization is lacking. And if they could reach out and, and make a change there, it, it would just be so valuable to that organization or to that other person. And eventually you start to feel the energy that it brings to you as well. Yeah. Roberta, I, I just, it's been, a, it's been an honor and a pleasure to spend this evening with you and to do this podcast. Thank you for sacrificing, giving you your time to, to join us. We it's appreciate that. My, it's been my pleasure. And um, again, I, I never, when Ken talked to me and said, you know, this is what we'd like to talk to you about. I'm like, I don't really view this as volunteering. <laughs> so, and I don't yeah. view this as anything special, but thank you so much. There are people that are on the fence that, uh, you know, I don't want to have time to go give. Um, what would you tell them? People that are, that are on the fence that, that, that just can't get off that fence that are, um, they need a little push. I would ask them to think about a time in their life that maybe somebody gave to them or to their organization or to their family or to their church or to their school and how it impacted them and that they can be that to someone else. They could be that um, catalyst for someone else. And really just to one do it one time and see how you feel and see the difference that you can make. And again, without you, that wouldn't have happened, yeah. whatever it is. Just great advice. Um, just a wonderful, even like I said, and again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. I appreciate it. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this special episode tonight. You know, like I said, we, we typically highlight organizations, but as this 2020 years come to a close and it's been a difficult year for so many people, it's been challenging in so many ways. We felt that it would be inspiring to highlight a superhero like Roberta Shuley. And um, you can, to follow in the footsteps of our superhero, our super volunteer, Roberta, by giving of your time and serving. And you can do that and you can find opportunities to serve by going to justserve.org. That's www.justserve.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, and I can't imagine you didn't. I mean, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but I can't, can't imagine you didn't enjoy this podcast. Please be sure again to, to rate us on your podcast provider of choice. And make sure to subscribe. 
so you will know when the next episode comes out. And again, please go to Facebook and then you can hit like on that Facebook page and follow us. Help us to continue to support these wonderful organizations that we support and that we highlight. Dear listeners, if I can say to you for one last time for the year 2020, let's all roll up our sleeves and let's get to work. Excuse me, one second. What? Somebody has to do I didn't know you're just one minute. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. No problem. Hey, that's Ask. it's you know what it is, right? right? That's it's recording, right? right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll take my a, wife. I'll make sure I take a picture of her. Oh, good. This is the the shirt. Oh, is it? Yep. Seven forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, elders. Or is it the sisters? It's the elders, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, what, what is that? Hey! <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> I opened the door and I said, my elders are here. <laughs> <laughs> they were excited. We've we've been kind of plotting that for the last few days. So that's Oh good. my gosh. <laughs> I am so this is so cool. I am going to tell my son he is not the only one who has an autographed shirt. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. That's great. <laughs>